You are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 224 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's show, Nick Turley and Danny Jimenez both struggled in their most recent outings. Fans are going to be allowed at the Coliseum on opening day, and the Astros signed Jake Odorizzi, and he seems like an okay ad, but I'm not super sold on it, so uh, that's what we got coming up for you guys today. Make sure to follow us on social media, at LockedOnAids on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. If you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Also, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON20, and you will get 20% off your next order. So... I know that I've plugged it a little bit already, but I just finished my talk with Cole Irvin and it was a lot of fun. I cannot wait for you guys to hear it. Uh, We talked about getting traded, building a rapport with a catcher, things that he's learned from catchers that he's had in the past, uh, how he goes about attacking hitters and a whole lot of baseball stuff. And then also hockey, Disneyland, uh, music and video games. Lots of, we talked for like an hour. So because of that, uh, I'm going to be releasing the first half of this episode on Tuesday as a one part, and that'll be ahead of his start against the Cubs. He's the starter on Tuesday against the Cubs. He has a fun Cubs story in there too, uh, about how Anthony Rizzo took him deep. It was, uh, it was a joy to listen to, honestly. <laughs> and then uh, I'm going to release the second half of this talk on Thursday. So we got two Cole Irvin episodes coming for you guys this week. And uh, yeah, I also have my talk with uh, our, our Division Day crossover coming up on Wednesday. That's with Locked On Astros. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm recording with Brett and Eric or just Eric at this point. We still have to hammer out uh, when we're going to record, and then that will determine if I'm getting one or both of them. So that should be a lot of fun. But enough about future episodes. Let's get into today's show uh, on Sunday. Matt Olson, Matt Chapman, Ramon Laureano all went deep. Uh, Logan and Davidson <laughs> inside the Parker. So yeah, it was a fun game. Uh, Grant Holmes worked two clean innings, getting four ground outs in the process. Uh, he looked really good. Dalton Jeffries, another one of the A's, triple uh, A-ish starting pitchers. Uh, he struck out, th- this is on Saturday, sorry. Uh, he struck out three and allowed a hit and a walk in his two innings. And then James Caprillion on Friday struck out three and allowed a hit in his two innings of work. So uh, the future is bright in Mesa. <laughs> I don't, they're probably all going to see some time in Oakland this year just because pitching depth is going to be crucial. And I like all three of these guys, but I don't necessarily want to talk about them. Win, wins and losses don't matter. The bats look to be doing just fine. At least the, uh, the main starters that we're keeping an eye on, they all seem to be doing fine. So I want to keep talking about the guys that I've been keeping tabs on. And you've heard me talk about Nick Turley. A whole bunch of you have been listening in recent weeks. And he's the the big hard-throwing lefty that is out of options. And then you also got Danny Jimenez, the righty, who is a Rule 5 pick from the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, 
I want to see if these, if these guys are going to make the team. That's what I'm interested in currently because we are very early into spring training and uh, I, I like seeing if these guys are going to make the roster because Nick Turley is out of uh, options. So if they have to DFA him, if he they have to DFA him if he does not make the team, which means that he's going to get placed on waivers before he can report to AAA. And uh, I, I don't know that he would make it through waivers. So he would be with another team. Danny Jimenez, same thing. He's a rule five pick. He would have to stay on the big league roster the entire season unless he gets hurt. And uh, so there's a good chance that if they don't make the team, they are playing somewhere else. And that's why I'm intrigued in these two guys, because there's something that the A's saw in each of these guys uh, to bring them in, that they sought them out and they acquired them. They acquired their services. They're now pitching in Mesa with the A's. And uh, there's something there. I want to see if they figure it out before, uh, you know, final cuts are made and uh, all that stuff. So uh, I want to talk about their outings because they were not great. Uh, Nick Turley, he, he did okay on Friday, but there is one troubling thing, and that is uh, home runs. He gave up a solo homer to Jose Rojas on Friday, and he also struck out too, so that was great. Uh, but if you couple that with his first outing where he gave up back-to-back two-out homers, then you might get a little bit antsy about the prospect of having Nick Turley on the team uh, long-term. I said... Uh, I talk about him a lot. I think it was a couple weeks ago. Uh, if he's like your eighth or ninth man, probably eighth man in the bullpen, you can use him in, you know, non-crucial situations and let him work on whatever it is you wanted him to work on in the first place. He doesn't need to be great or, you know, better better than Lou Trevino if he's pushing him out for a spot or better than, you know, Birch Smith if he's pushing him out for a spot. He just has to be adequate enough to get you some big league innings. That's all he has to do. And then hopefully he progressively gets better pitching with the A's in the big leagues in the regular season. That's what my hope is uh, currently. Obviously, I think that, you know, a 6'4 lefty that throws 97, that's a nice tool to have in your arsenal, uh, especially when uh, he's making the major league minimum, which is something that the A's are definitely going to be interested in. So if they can work him into a workable, a usable uh, big league arm, I think that they want to keep him as long as they can. So they're going to give him as many shots as possible. But as we stand right now, I'm going to be looking to see if this home run trend continues. Is he giving up long balls at a high rate? Is that just something that is coming with his new delivery or whatever it is that they have him doing? Uh, I'm intrigued in that because if that continues, it's going to be hard to make a case for him to be on the big league roster on opening day. Um, So... That's what I'm looking for for him. He should be pitching either on Monday or Tuesday, I imagine, since there's been a couple of days, but uh, maybe it'll be Wednesday. It's a, it'll be in the next few days. I'll be tweeting it out. You can follow us at Locked On A's. You can get all of my in-game thoughts on Nick Turley because uh, that's the content that we're here for. Um, but moving over to Danny Jimenez real quick. He has had three outings so far. In his first one against the Dodgers, he worked a clean inning. Nothing happened. No walks, no strikeouts. Just got three outs. No biggie. In his second outing against the Rockies, he walked two and struck out two. Didn't allow any runs. So, you know, no big deal. No harm, no foul. And then on Sunday in his third outing, he gave up three hits and four runs. Uh, only two of those were earned and struck out one. It was a it was a rough start for him. He gave up a leadoff home run. Definitely not how you want to start an inning. And then uh, he gave up a single. And then there was an error. And I assume that that probably did not help him. Uh, he, after giving up a leadoff home run, probably didn't help him settle into the inning whatsoever. And, you know, kind of snowballed. One of the one of the runs that scored was on a ground out. So, 
And the A's were up, what, nine to nothing at that point? Didn't matter. So when it comes to Danny Jimenez and what I'm looking for in his next outing, it's going to be how he rebounds to this outing against Cleveland, because this isn't what I think we're accustomed to seeing or expecting from Danny Jimenez long term. Uh, it looked like it was a weird one. He came in with his team up by a whole bunch. Uh, and it's kind of hard to get the juices flowing for that two games in a row because they were up by a whole bunch against the Rockies when he came in too. Uh, when you're pitching in a competitive role, you want something on the line. You don't want to be up seven or nine to nothing. I think that those were the two leads that he's had the last uh, two outings that he's coming for. So he put him in a closer situation. That's what I'm asking for, Bob. Bob, DMs are still open, my man. Um, yeah, put him in a closer situation. The result doesn't matter. Get him into like a two-to-one game in the sixth. See what happens. That's what I want to see from Danny Jimenez in his next outing. Uh, sure, the A's offense is blisteringly hot, and so it's going to be hard to get him into a two-to-one game, but do what you can, I guess. <laughs> But I think that my larger point with talking about these two guys is they have some legitimate upside. They can be big league arms with some of the right tweaking. And I want to see if these tweaks that the A's are having them do uh, are, are going to pan out for the A's or if they're going to be, you know, left to the waiver wire or offered back to the Blue Jays because uh, of the Rule 5 uh, compensation and all that stuff. Um, they're going to keep getting their opportunities, but if they're only going to pitch like two or three times a week, then they're going to need to put together a nice run of outings to make that opening day squad. And I still think that keeping them around is the best way to move forward because depth is going to be more important uh, than most usual years because we don't know how, how arms are going to be reacting to throwing 50 innings and then trying to throw them out there for 150 innings. Uh, it's going to be we'll see, I guess. So you want to have as many usable arms in the bullpen and in the rotation as possible. Uh, the A's have some nice options. They have four more guys probably that could be starting pitchers in the minors right now, including Cole Irvin with those three guys that I just mentioned. Uh, big Cole Irvin fan right now. <laughs> Flying high on Cole Irvin. But I'm also going to be keeping an eye on these two guys in particular the rest of spring. And I know that the A's have tons of bullpen options to consider outside of these two. But... These two need to make the club or they're going to be suiting up somewhere else when the season begins. So that's why I am devoting so much time on the podcast to these two players. Uh, but anyways, coming up on the show, fans are going to be allowed in attendance in California on opening day for the A's. That's April 1st, you guys. Uh, also, Disneyland's going to be open, so that's fun. So how do you go about getting tickets? And, you know, what, what are all the things that you need to know about this? Uh, you've got to stay locked in with Locked On A's to find out. So I'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you guys by betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Baseball's right around the corner, too. They need to update their ad copy. <laughs> BetOnline covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Uh, I am definitely on board for TV shows and reality TV awards, more or less, you know. I'd have to see what kind of odds they're giving me on those ones. Uh, they also have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Uh, Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. All you got to do is head over to their website at betonline.ag. You can use your mobile device to sign up for this as well. And when you do, you receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. That is promo code Locked On when you go to betonline.ag and you get a 50% welcome bonus. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. 
Today on the Locked On Today podcast selection, Sunday is a week away and there will be a number of ACC teams left out of the tournament. What went wrong in the ACC this season? Which one is that? I grew up in California. I'm bad at college. Anyways, I need to listen to this podcast so I know what the ACC is. I know what it's a division in sports in college. I just don't know which one. The Atlantic Coast Conference? I'm going to go with that. Is it Duke? Is Duke not going to make the... I need to listen to this podcast. <laughs> Get the sports you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. And also, welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you're enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like here in podcasts. Uh, follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am by Jason B on Twitter. If you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Oh, I'm also probably going to do a mailbag episode on Friday. So if you have questions, send those in mailbag uh, in the, the, the email box, not you know, like a P.O. box or anything like that. The email box at LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Uh, you can also DM me at either uh, Locked on A's on Twitter or Instagram doesn't matter to me. Um, yeah, l- let's make this fun. Give me some prop bets and I will have fun, I guess. <laughs> Anyways, let's talk about uh, being able to watch baseball in person this year. And uh, on Friday, word came down that California would open up theme parks and sporting arenas on April 1st. Is that April Fool's Day? Yes, it is. Do I think that they're messing with us? I certainly hope not because I'm not in the mood, Gavin. Um, April 1st is also opening day for baseball, uh, the regular season that is. So the timing of this announcement is extremely convenient for baseball fans, but there are limitations to how many fans can enter the parks. And that's what I really wanted to talk about today and also how you can get tickets if you want to go. So first up, California teams can only sell tickets to California residents with the hope that this limits travel between the states while vaccinations are still underway. We're probably looking at about uh, 9,400 fans in attendance for A's games uh, because that's roughly 20% capacity for them. So 9,400 fans make your attendance jokes now, jerks. (laughs) Good way to build a podcast audience. Attack the listener. Just giving out free advice for you guys. Um, Actually, getting the tickets requires a math degree, but uh, I'm going to help out as much as I can here for you guys. Uh, There's limited number. They have the flex plans and all that stuff. And uh, I think that the flex four and the flex eight are only going to be available for a couple more days. So if you want one of those, that's not like an entire season, you got to jump on it kind of quick. They're not entire season. Uh, Let's get into it. Let's talk about them. There are four ticket packages that you can purchase and each package will admit you to any available game for the season. I'm sure that you got to like sign up and do all the stuff and Once a game is sold out, then you can't buy tickets to it. That's how that works. So if you want to go see the Dodgers play, then you got to get on that bandwagon early because everybody wants to see the Dodgers play. So uh, that's how that goes. So the packages are going to be Flex 4, Flex 8, Flex 16, and Flex 32. Uh, But for the sake of ease, I'm just going to focus on Flex 4 for right now. And then the same thing applies to all of them. It's just extrapolated over more tickets is all. So Flex 4 is the easiest one. Let's start with that. Uh, The A's have pods for social distancing set up in sets of two or four around the park. And depending on the size of your group, you will be sitting in a pod of two or four. Uh, That's how that works. Um, I I think that they said there might be uh, some sixes around, like some suites with sixes, but uh, that was not on the website. I 
if, if you have six friends right now, sure, go ahead. <laughs> um, I, I have no information for people that know six other people right now. Uh, this is only for people that know up to four people in their lives. So let's keep going. So as an example, if my wife and I want to go to a game, uh, that would be a pot of two. That would be, you know, two people, pot of two, easy. Uh, if my wife, myself, and my parents went, then that would be a pot of four. I know this sounds basic, but it it gets tricky when you get to three. So I'm working my way there. Um, so like if my wife, myself, and my no good sister went to a game, then we'd still need a pot of four. And that's where things get a little bit interesting. So hopefully you guys have an, an understanding of where that is uh, because it, it gets a little bit more confusing now. Uh, if you are a group of three, then that would take uh, a full flex four pass because they're selling the pod, not the seats. So... Sorry, I guess. So it, I'd suggest finding either an extra friend or trimming the party to two people. That's how you get the most out of the most bang for your buck in this regard, uh, because it basically costs more per person if you travel as a trio. Um, let's take the bleachers as, as an example here. A flex four in the bleachers will run you $112 or $28 per ticket, assuming that you are using all four tickets. But if you're only using three of them, then all of a sudden you're paying $37 for a ticket to sit in the bleachers. And that is really high, according to me. That is roughly playoff prices. Uh, and this could be a game against like the Orioles uh, if you end up going to a game against the Orioles. So it's not quite the same feel as a packed stadium. Um, I remember, you know, when I got my first season tickets in 2012, they were like 10 bucks a pop for, you know, 20 games or something like that. It was fantastic. I paid 200 bucks for that entire season. It was, it, that was a lot of fun. Um, but getting back to the flex four and all that stuff, I'm not saying don't go with three people, but I just want to make you aware that if you do go with three people, then those are the risks that you're going with. So, uh, I, I just want you to be aware before you start making plans with your jerk sisters. All neither of my sisters listen to this. So, uh, I am in the clear. <laughs> uh, if you, if you know my sisters, please at them and direct them to this podcast to be lots of fun. Uh, again, let's get back to the. <laughs> The topic at hand here, if you're a bleacher goer and you plan on going to a decent amount of games, then the Flex 32 pass is a decent deal. It's going to run you $640 or $20 per ticket. So it goes down by $8 per ticket, which is nice. And for a party of two, that is 16 games. And for a party of four, that would be eight games. Um, it's not a terrible deal, I guess, if, if you're looking at it that way. Um, I'm probably going to end up going for like a flex four spot, uh, just because my wife really, really, really wants to go to like a midweek day game or two. Uh, she has missed those tremendously. And so have I, the sun's fun, although it hates me cause I'm Irish and I also don't like sunscreen. So I never learned my lesson. Good times. Um, of course I, I say that and then I look at the schedule and I want them I want to see the A's play like the Dodgers and the Tigers and the Orioles in the first month. And uh, I have no idea how I'm going to come up with money to pay for these games that I want to go see, but it doesn't matter. Uh, I know that they're going to be playing the Houston Astros at the start of the season, but I don't need Alex Bregman to hear me yell my feelings at him. He knows. So I'd probably skip that one to start the season, get, get into those ones later on. But uh, that, that's, that's the flex plan. If you're an A's fan for, uh, you know, the first couple of months of the season, I don't know how long these are going to go. Um, I don't know if we're going to get into like the yellow tier and there's going to be more tickets available or how this, if this is the entire season, none of that stuff is known yet. Uh, maybe once we get to, you know, 70% vaccination around uh, the country, maybe there's going to be 
no limit. I, I don't know. I'm speculating, but because uh, I think that that's when herd immunity starts at 70 or 80%. It's one of those two. Uh, anyways, coming up on the show, I'm going to be talking about the Astros signing of Jake Odorizzi uh, and why I'm not terribly concerned. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate in all of on all of the bars. Yeah, it's on, not in. It's on all of their bars. And now is the time that we're going to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is time for Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is Apple Almond Crisp and Churro Puff. Uh, one, I did not know that Churro Puff was a flavor, and now I'm mad, because that one sounds like the clear-cut winner, but also, since I have not had it, I'm just going to go ahead and say that, uh, Cookies and Cream in the Sweet 16 against either of these teams, uh, definitely going down. Cookies and Cream's going to win that one. We also have another, uh, matchup between Peter Butter Brownie and Raspberry. Raspberry, clear-cut winner. Definitely Raspberry. I'm a big Raspberry guy. Uh, whoever wins that one's going up against Coconut Almond next week. Good luck on that. Um, yeah, there, there are, there, there's going to be a bracket, you guys. And I'm very excited to legitimately vote in this because Built Bar uh, produces great products. So uh, if you want to do a taste test and fill out your own brackets, all you got to do is use the promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. That is promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar in the world. I also want to point out just real quick thoughts on the bracket. This was not asked of me, but to tie it back to bet online, if you were going to put odds on who was going to win this entire damn thing, uh, I would say one-to-one odds are going to uh, the coconut brownie chunk. That thing is delicious. That is everybody's favorite. Uh, if you have not tried it, I don't even know if it's on the website right now. I have not looked. I'm just going off the cuff. Check that one out. It's freaking great. Go to builtbar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON20. Tell me if that one still exists because I want more. They're great. Uh, yeah, all right, builtbar.com. There you go, the end. Join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, every day on Locked On MLB for a unique look at the majors, both present and past, featuring exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from the Locked On MLB network team of local experts it looks like locked on mlb networks and i'm like we don't have one of those they mean me i come on the show occasionally and spit some facts um, and i also uh do insightful analysis of the day's biggest stories no that uh, paul france sully does that um locked on mlb is the single best source for daily baseball talk subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts sully does a great job with this podcast he's always having guests on and i'm like oh I didn't know that you knew them. He has so many connections. Um, it, it's ridiculous and a, a little bit jealousy inducing. So uh, Lockdown MLB, wherever you get podcasts, good time. Also, welcome back to the Lockdown Ace podcast where uh, I'm just spitting off the cuff today. It's been a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, follow the show at Lockdown A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm by Jason B on Twitter. You uh, Please subscribe to the podcast. It's usually a lot more put together than this. I'm just kind of having fun being loose with everything. I don't, I have so much energy and I have no idea why. Um, so good times, good, good times. Not going to sleep tonight. Um, 
Yeah. Also, leave us a rating and a review on the podcast, too, because uh, th this is a fun thing. I like to do it, and that helps. So uh, that's all. Anyways, let's get into the Astros big signing uh, from Rivaldez. We still don't know how long he's going to miss for the Astros. Uh Still looks like it could be the the whole year, which is weird because it's a broken finger. But sure, if he's going to miss the whole year, uh, then the, the Astros got some insurance when they signed Jake Odorizzi to a two-year deal with a player option for a third year, which is great news for Jake Odorizzi because uh, he was... It was March, and he got a three-year deal, so good job on him. Uh, is this going to end up being bad news for the A's? Uh, let's take a look. I spoiled it in, in the lead-in. It, it's not. Also, real quick before I do all that stuff, um, the terms have not been announced yet, so I, I don't know how much money this is, but uh, I, I talk about the money and the impact on the Astros' finances a little bit later, but it's speculation, but you have a, an idea of how much the contract is going to be. So uh, let's leave that at that, but um, let's get into to evaluating Jake Odorizzi with the Houston Astros. Typically, to evaluate a new addition to a team, you look at last season's stats to get an idea of what to expect. But as I've said numerous times, 2020 stats should be taken with a grain of salt. Last year, he had 13 and two-thirds innings pitched, uh, and he had a 6.59 ERA with a 6.12 FIP. And that's a really small sample size to say he, that he lost it. I, I don't think that you can determine that off of his 2020 stats. So if you go back to 2019, which was one of his better seasons as a pitcher in the big leagues, then he was putting up 10.08 strikeouts per nine, three walks per nine, and a 3.51 ERA with a 3.36 FIP. And those were all pretty solid numbers, I have to say. But for his career, Odorizzi has a 3.92 ERA, and he also has a, a roughly 33.1% uh, ground ball, <laughs> roughly. That's exactly what it is. It's a 33.1% ground ball rate, which means that he's a fly ball pitcher going to Minute Maid Park, which is notoriously hitter-friendly for right-handed bats because of the Crawford boxes. That is a... Uh, it's kind of like Yankee Stadium, right? Right field of the Yankee Stadium. It's like 314. It's it's crap. It's utter crap. Um, so I don't know that he's going to be a fit at uh, Minute Maid Park by any means, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. They, they signed to some money in some sort of a deal, so they must think that he's good-ish at least. Um, and in looking at Odorizzi's 2019 season at Baseball Savant, nothing really stands out in the percentile rankings outside of his K percentage, which ranked in the 73rd percentile that season. But that also looks like it was an outlier season for him. He's not really a strikeout guy because more often than not, he's finished with more innings pitched than strikeouts, which means that it's that that 10 is a huge outlier by at least a strikeout or two per nine innings. Um, so I don't know if that's going to continue. I guess we're going to have to wait and see on that one. And in looking at their stats side by side, Odorizzi kind of looks like a version of Mike Fires with a little bit more velocity, but Fires has done a better job at limiting barrels and exit velocity in each of the last two seasons, even while topping out at like 90 miles an hour with his heater. So good job on Mike Fires on that one. And not to be like that guy, but Odorizzi started twice against the A's in 2019 and his cumulative stat line was eight innings pitched, 10, 10 hits, 9 runs, 8 earned runs, 5 walks, 5 Ks. He also pitched really well in Cleveland, Chicago, and Detroit. And uh, those three opponents accounted for 12 of his starts that season. And that is 40% of his starts. So was he facing meh competition? Maybe. That's kind of why I think that Trevor Bauer might be in for a rude awakening this year. He might be good, but he also might not be because the competition that he was facing in his Cy Young... I'm not going on a Trevor Bauer tangent. Anyways, 
Let's go back to Jake Odorizzi here. Uh, I'm not saying that he's a terrible pitcher. Uh, this is Jake Odorizzi here. I'm not saying that he's a bad pitcher, but from what I'm gathering, this is a helpful signing, but not necessarily the big impact signing that the Astros needed after losing from Valdez. One thing that this deal does do, though, is push the Astros right up against the competitive balance tax, uh, which is set at $210 million. I think that they're already at like 201 without money from this being added, they might defer some of that. So maybe they still have like a $9 million cushion with money being deferred, but still it, it's going to limit what they can do later on in the season. And if you're an A's fan, that might be good news too. You're adding somebody who's like Mike fires ish with a little bit more velocity. Maybe they give him a whole bunch of you know rosin to work with and uh, he can throw his curveballs really good or something. And uh, maybe he's fixed like Garrett Cole. But uh, I, I don't know that just based off of the stats and all of that stuff, if he's a huge impact arm for the Astros and the signing is likely backed them into a corner financially, but it was a deal that they had to do to make uh, to make up for Framber Valdez and his injury last week. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, but I think that the Astros still aren't necessarily as good as the A's, uh, coming into 2021. And that's, that's good news. I'm sure that, uh, the Astros guys are going to tell me that, uh, the Astros are way better, but you have to listen to Wednesday's podcast to hear that. Uh, anyway, that is it for me today. Tomorrow, you can hear my talk with Cole Irvin ahead of his scheduled start on Tuesday. Wednesday is division day with the Astros. Uh, Thursday, I'm talking to Cole Irvin again. Not again. I've already done it, but you'll hear it. And then on Friday, I'm hoping to do a mailbag episode. So get those questions in. Uh, you can hit us up at Locked On A's on Twitter or Instagram. I'm at by Jason B. If you want to DM me over there, uh, DMs are open on all three of those. And then uh, you can also email them to us at LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So uh, get those in, uh, hopefully by Wednesday or Thursday, and then I can uh, get, get those going for you guys. So until next time, stay indoors and celebrate good times, Oakland. Keep wearing those masks, and I will talk at you tomorrow. Mm-hmm.